तस्मुमूर्त नमयदक्षिणामूर्त नानाछिद्रगडोदरस्थित महादीप्रभास्वर ज्ञान यक्षुराबिस्पंदे जानामी तमेव बांतमुवाद्येतत्सम जगत तस्म श्रीगुरमूर्त नमयदक्षिणामूर्त सो propagates through the holes of the or the pot and illumines the objects outside same way the sachidananda brahma atma rupena in the form of atma or awareness in within the body chakshuradi karana dwara through the holes navadwara pure dehi so the body is considered to be the pot and chakshuradi are supposed to be uh, representing the holes in the pot so by light the light going out through the pot through the world outside to enlighten them same way jnanam which is in the form of yotanath or which is lightening the objects knowledge of the object that they also go through the uses these sense organs for accessing the world outside the body but the knowledge takes place in the body so to explain this aspect how it is happening in the body in the world in the manasurasa vartika uh, there are also vartika kara suresh acharya is bringing the nadi inside the body how it is functioning and what are the different nadis what are the sushumna nadi then kundalini etc is being there that is only a metaphorical explanation given for the knowledge taking place within the body but our concentration is not how the body functions that is more for the zoology or biology aspect of it we have more into the tatvajnana or the philosophy and the knowledge behind this so to that explaining is janami iti i am knowing i know or i know is that it emits like this is the experience of that jnanam which is which is bringing that when we see there i see water aham jalam pashyami i am seeing water so i know water so chakshuradi karana when the jnanam goes through the jalam or the ghada or the pot you say we say that this is a pot idam jalam so that is the first knowledge which is happening and then that is what is called the vyavasaya jnanam or the transactional knowledge then there is a secondary transactional knowledge which is called the anuvyavasaya jnanam which also happens simultaneously i i am knowing that i know this is pot 
not only that I know this is my heart, also there is a secondary knowledge within that action of I know the part that I am the knower of the part is also shining within this. Therefore, aham janami idam jalam, aham janami. Therefore, I know this is water, I know this is thing. That I know is the first part, that is janami iti. Tameva bandham anubhati yetat samastam jagat. Only when this tameva bandham, that, that janami iti bhavam, that I know is the primary requirement for if to say that this is all the world outside, for that it is mandatory that I know as a substract or, or the knowledge prior to the knowing of the world of objects. This is being explained in the subsequent uh, in the Vartikas um, by Suresh Yurajarya, starting from what is the waking state. Yada buddhi gadaihi punyaihi prerideindriya prerideindriyan argataha sabdadin vishyan bhunkte tada jagridyam bhavet. When the knowledge in the form of Atman, through the sense organ, the chakshuradi karanadwara, so that is being explained here, when buddhi gadaihi, it is reflected in the buddhi. Whereas in the case of Atma, there is no Kartruta, Bhaktruta, which will come later. But when it is being reflected in the mirror of intellect, there is Punya is the quality of the intellect. Punya and Papa means basically the, what you call, the, the tendencies or the nature of the Buddha to be in different mental mode, makeup emotional, intellectual, logical, or in, you know, spontaneous, all those type of activities are triggered by the buddhi. But the buddhi gatai, that, that, that reflected through the buddhi, prerida indriya margada. So then it's through the marga of the indriyas, through the pros, through the through using the sense organs propelled by the quality of the my intellect mind here buddhi means you have to take andakarana manobuddhi hankara chitta all those things so when the suddha chaitanya the pure awareness when it is reflected through the buddhi through the andakarana Conditioned by the punya, punya here standing for the punya papa, all those type of emotions of the qualities of the andakarana. Prerita means condition, you know what you call con conditioned by that or propelled by that. Indriya margada using the prop through the you know, you know through the through the sense organs. Sabdadin vishayan bhunte. Sabdas, Parsharasa, Rupa, Ganda, these are the five sense organs. So Shabdadi is indicating Shabdas, Parsharasa, Rupa, Ganda means Shabda is sound, Sparsha, touch, Rasa is the taste, Rupa is the vision, Shabdas, Parsharasa, Rupa, Ganda. Ganda is the smell. 
So all these five sense organs is is qualified by the vishaya. Therefore, shabdi shabdavin vishaya is the is the qualifier for the vishaya. The objects per se is identified by the qualities on this. Here is something which we have to understand that when we say we know an orange or we know an apple or anything for that matter, we are not actually knowing the orange, we are not knowing the apple, but we think we know the apple or we know the orange. What is orange to us is a substratum on which adjectives which can be superimposed on an object called orange is what is known, not the orange and its pure existence. For example, the color of the orange, the orange color peel of that one is what makes us think that this, the shape of the orange or if you are tasting the orange, the taste or if you are touching that it is you know, hard or soft, whatever it is. So, Shabdas Parse Rasa Rupa Ganta, these five sense organs call, give us a quality of certain aspects of the object called an orange. But the qualities by themselves are not orange. Those are qualities residing in the orange and when they are all coming together in one object and it matches the definition, then we call that that quality superimposed object as orange. But what is the orange which we say without these qualities we will not be able to define it. So Shabdadin Vishayan Bhumte when we are when we are enjoying the Vishayan or the actually we can we say that I know the object or I know the car, I know the flower. Everything we are not knowing the object in its purity. We are all knowing it is through the conditioning of the Shabdadin Vishayan, the adjectives of superimposed by the sense objects. Never are we in a position to know anything without adjectives. So, when the sense organs are controlled by the five sense organs for the world outside, tada jagaritam bhavet, when the waking world state or the grossness when we are experiencing the world outside, the grossness is a result of the qualities observed through the five sense organs. So, what we are actually knowing is limited knowledge by the limitation of the sense organs. We are not knowing the totality of the experience. But yet, for transaction world that is enough, therefore the waking world is, we are happy with the waking world because transactions can take place. Never are we interested to know the reality of the waking world and therefore the reality of the waking world is a reflection or is a result of the qualities of the sense organs and the internal state of the mind, intellect and the andakarana. So what we experience as the jagarat or the waking world is actually we are not knowing its, its real nature, 
But what we know is the conditioned knowledge by the in, by the intellect or the manobuddhi hankara chitta using their tendencies, using the five sense organs. So we can only sense it. It is just like today in the science, science also. Any experiment which they want to do, they are only measuring knowable measures of the experiment. Like it can be electromagnetic, current, magnetism, heat, volume, and uh, you know such measures which are known to with the five sense organs only they can measure and carry conduct experiment. So they whatever is being experimented in the science is limited by the condition of the sense organs. Now when I say sense organs, it is the sense organ doesn't mean that that the limitation of the sense organ it can be extended by X-rays or microscope or atomic microscope or ultrasound. Like that we can extend our own sense organs, but the extended sense organs can only measure it. But to understand and decipher it, it has to be brought within our experiential level, limit of the colors within the level of deep or If it goes to ultraviolet or infrared, we can't see. And same way, the light waves which are which are there, we cannot measure it with our plain eyes. It has to be within that range of the vision with the eyes have a limitation. So when we are saying that we are experiencing the world of waking, we are really not giving much much uh, thought into the an experience per se. Are we really experiencing an object as in its entirety? or is only known one aspect of this. Just like we are looking at the moon and when we look at the moon, we are seeing always the same face of the moon. The other side of the moon is never visible from the earth. That doesn't mean the other side is not available, but always the only one face of the moon is always facing the earth. Therefore, the moon's face is always there. Depending upon the shadow, we may have a full moon or a new moon. That is because of the shadow of the light of the sun. But the face which is exposing towards or looking towards the earth is always the same and we are not knowing what is the other side. Same is the case every experience of ours. What is projected to us measured by our limitation of the sense organs. We experience and we are seeing this is our world of experiences. And that is also being conditioned by the the processor or the 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 one which which makes the light and sound to merge together to say okay it is Patrick who is speaking or it is Shoba who is speaking like that I am identifying the sound and the name of the person because I am processing them together in my brain as this sound is belonging to this person. So that way I am making a, as a, a analysis or the understanding. But what is the object in its reality is never understood. So this is what is the state of Jagarath or the waking is concerned. We have a very, very narrow bandwidth of knowing any object. Even if the science is doing the mic microscopic or atomic and everything, after, uh, the, what analysis they are doing, 
they have to bring in within the level of the five sense organs for it to be understood. It is not that it is not measured. But at the time of measuring, the sense organs cannot function there. So what is being measured has to be transferred either as an X-ray film or a graphical representation or a measurement of something which can be decoded by the five sense organs. This is the state of Jagarat state. Now when it comes to in the subtle knowledge or the sopna, sopna here even though even in this book and other books they refer only to dream, we should not limit it to dream. All subtle experiences, whether it happens in our waking, our dream or our hallucination or our daydreaming or our imagination or memory of the past and anticipation or expectation of the future, all those things are which is called subtle in nature, which should be included in the word sopna or the subtle experience. So, samhradeshu vindriyeshu indriyeshu jagrat samskara jan pujja samskara jat purman manasan vishayan bhunte manasan vishayan bhunte Sopnavasta tada bhavet. Now, Sankriteshu Indriyeshu. Eshu. That is, the Sankrita means here it is withdrawn or into the, what you call, these experiences are not physical in nature outside, but Indriyeshu, it is still within the realm of the Indriyas, Indriyas means sense organs, but it is not physical or gross in the world outside. So Samhrata, it's here, we have to understand, withdrawn into the experiential level, but not the physicality. From the Jagrat Samskarajan, Samskaraja Toman, due to the memories, Samskara here is memory and impressions, generated in the waking because if you look at it all our memories all our experiences even very name and uh, you know our own identity it is all samskarajan samskarajan means from experiences what is born out of experiences of waking so waking somebody gave me the name Aurobindo, so I am known and I identify myself with the name Aurobindo. But that it is only an impression created by myself due to the experience of my waking and therefore I assume myself to be that. And based on that, I have my memories, all my memories of my, my knowledge, my experiential knowledge what we are showing is a resultant of qualities and memories absorbed as experiences during waking which are become subtle in nature due to the same indriyas are operating in them but not externally but into a withdrawn state of it. Manasan, Manasan, Vishayan, Bhungte and these Vishayan, these objects in the memory, dream, hallucination, daydreaming, all those type of subtle experiences are manasa and vishaya. 
they are objects only in the mind. And when it is in the mind only, because it is no physicality for the gross world to be experienced, because what we call it as, you know, shared experience, which we say that if I am seeing a dog and you, one of you are seeing a dog together, the same dog is a shared experience. So that is an external experience. But when I am seeing my memory, a dog or an elephant, that is not shared by others. So, but my knowledge or my experience of an elephant or a dog in my experience is also a prior created experience of mine within one of my jagras. Without that, in my waking, if I didn't have an experience, I am what I am experiencing as a hallucination or imagination is, is where I have no knowledge where that idea has come. But the idea cannot come without a prior experience of that. So what happens is in the dream, we imagine so many things. Now when we are expecting something for the future, what actually happens to what our expectations need not match? What we expect and uh, project for the future is based again based on our knowledge of what it should be like or what it can be like. With that knowledge, we expect the outcome of tomorrow to be conditioned by this knowledge. But actually speaking, it need not 100% always be like that. There can be variations because things which are, are not unknown to me today can influence my tomorrow. So therefore, my tomorrow, which when I am, when I am planning or mentally calculating for tomorrow, that is only a experience of the mind before it is happening for tomorrow. In the past, we have no confusion because it's all accumulated over the past as memory and dreams or experiences. Now here also, there are different, very subtle differences. For example, let us assume that when we are eating an ice cream or a chocolate, in the waking, when we are experiencing the chocolate or an ice cream, even though the experience at that time is unique and maybe for the first time, let us say, assume it is the first time we are having, that creates a memory in us that this thing which I ate is an ice cream or a chocolate or any anything for that matter. It is not only eating. It can be seeing, touching, sensing, feeling, accept. All those things can come into that. I'm taking one of the examples of chocolate or an ice cream. That experience of ours in the waking and that recalling of that experience in our mind, in the memory, in the sopnavastha or a subtle state of it, there is a heaven and hell difference between the two experiences. Even though memory may be able to recall that incident of experience, it will not give us the same experience of what is there when we are experiencing through our sense organs. This is because the sense organs potency of contact with the objects in the waking and in the memory there is no object the object is also a creation of the mind. Therefore, there is no physical contact with the mind from the mind point of view of the object. So what happens is that 
when we compare these two things, we don't get the same experience of sweetness or the, you know, that uh, chillness of the ice cream or the flavor of the ice cream. But we, we get a somewhat imagined experience of the ice cream only, not the actual experience. This is the case with all our subtle experiences. Yet we are not able to differentiate between the two. In the sense that when we wake up from the dream or wake up from a hallucination or a daydreaming, we feel as if we, we relieved that experience. Really speaking, when we are saying that we relieved that experience, it is not that we relieved the experience like at waking. It is totally in the mental level as a subtle experience. Therefore, the subtle experience can never be a substitute for an actual experience. But what happens in both the cases is that in the, both the gross experience of the waking and the subtle experience of the dream, both are mutually exclusive and when one is being done, the other is not one of the other cannot ex exist. And therefore, what happens is that both has a nature of coming and going or being present and absent. These aspects of being present and absent make them both equal in the experiential level because they are not becoming permanent in nature. The one who is knowing the waking and the dream, he is there or the individual or the ego or the knowledge or the... Uh, but even from the buddhi point of view, from the inter intellectual point of view or from the inner organ point of view and the gross organs and the organ which assimilated the gross experiences in the waking, then also they have got differences. So the gross mind or the intellect of the waking has different capacity and the gross intellect or the intellect is less in the subtle case. It is more of the mind and the imagination which happens in the dream state. So in the dream state what happens is that we, we are ready to negate the dream as unreal. But in the case of the waking, we are not in a position to negate the waking because the, the intellect refuses to bow down and say that it is not real. It is losing its own potency or the importance. Therefore, the intellect will fight us to tell that the world of waking is real. Then waking of dream, you can negate it because it is unreal. But a person who analyzes standing apart from both of them can equally make that all conditions being similar and non-permanent in nature, they are mere experiences per se and experiences which are temporary, transient and non-permanent in nature. Therefore, both the gross and the subtle experiences have to be treated in the same way. This is what the Jagrat and Sopna is to be understood. Now comes to the Sushupti Avastha, the, the third stage. Yes, please. So, then waking state 
the experiences in the waking state don't exactly mean what uh, it sounds like so any experience relived is swapna all the memories all the yes. hearts and uh, even yes. though the dream itself is in dormant state even these subtle objects yes that happen in the waking state but it's not the pratyaksha experience itiva it's uh, recreated yes. in the mind and therefore yes. it is not the real experience and it becomes a dream they, swapna they be, yeah they should be treated as swapnavat so then the jagrat is exactly what is uh, what sta- what does it stand for jagrat means uh, not the actual physically being awake but uh, no the sense organs have bahispandate is the word used mm. as if it is going outward and contacting an object mm-hmm. whereas in the case of whereas of recollection or reliving or dream the sense organs and the experiences are not felt physicality outward it's inward inward okay that is the uh, sense organs are still involved but not in the same way yes sense because what we call it as sense organs are nothing but measuring the qualities adjectives hmm if it is blue blueness of light blueness when it is seen an object outside and blueness experience in the imagination or a, a, a memory the blueness is a measure of the in sense organ mm-hmm. in the waking this blueness it has a physicality apart from the blueness which is sensed by the sense organ in the dream or in the, the you know imagination the same blueness is in sensed by the sense organ without physical sense uh, object being av- available to it outside yet it can experience that is why we are saying that it is internal okay so subtle mm. yes and what you said earlier about uh, when we look at a, for example an orange we notice all the right. attributes so it is all being measured like you say uh, like you said uh, and but we don't really know the orange what it is does it mean the substratum or uh, is something else meant there yeah that that aspect we will come to it later but there is what is the substratum of that existence of what the object called orange without the adjectives does it have any independent existence or it is if it is if it is if it becomes part of yourself can it be right okay so adjectives you also have what adjectives right okay okay so the every object has only the objectives or adjectives are making it an object right of experience yeah that yeah, actually equally applies to the objects outside and the sub- or subject which is assuming to be a subject 
Right. And subject also becomes object that way. Yes. Okay. So when you the when the qualities are removed or the adjectives are removed, there is no segregation between the subject and the object. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. The subject-object differentiation is attributed due to the adjectives. Without the subject and the object attribution, what is left out is Sarvam Khaluidam Brahma. And then the subject itself is subject because of the attributes. Then subject Again, doesn't so remove, any more subject. Yeah, removing the adjectives, uh, it's, there is nothing left. It's just the yeah. substratum. It, okay. it, becomes, it becomes a substratum on which mm. you added it. That substratum mm -hmm. what is added as for the subject and the substratum which is added on the object are not two separate ones. Mm. Okay. Okay, now the third yeah, one is the Sushupti. Yeah, Sanyavadapini. Sushupti. Manaso api upasamharas humsamharha Sushupti ridi katyate. When the withdrawal of the mind totally, when the mind means mind along with the sense organs, when it is withdrawn, here we should not consider the withdrawal as a folding up. Their very existence is negated in the sense that the mind and the sense organs has no real existential aspect in the deep sleep. Here when you take deep sleep, a deep sleep like experiences in the dream or in the waking also should be included. So that is why in the Mandukya, especially when we are reading that, we should know that. This aspect is very well explained to us. We have these memories in the waking, but we don't call it as a dream. But as far as the philosophy of Advaita is concerned, that is a subtle experience, sukshma. Jagaritasthano bahis prasnaha ekona vimshati mukaha. So that explanation, when you look at it, anything subtle is dream, anything gross is waking, and anything without the gross and the waking is called Sushupti. Eki Bodaha is the word used in the Mandukya. And some, same thing is explained by the Upasamharan. Upasamhara. Upasamhara means it's all folded up or withdrawn or merged into one. Non-separate existence for the individual, the mind, the ego, the sense organs, the intellect, nothing is separate, there is only one. Manaha api upasamkaraha sushupti iti katyade. When the ego, the mantakarana, that is manobhuti hankara chitta, the sense organs, the world of objects, because the world of objects are there as objects only when the sense organs are being there. Now you may say, a third party say, even if the person is going to sleep, the world of object is there for the outside. He may not experience it, but the objects are still there outside. Is a standard argument given by everyone. 
for denying this statement of Vedanta, Advaita. But for whom is the question which you had to ask. We are talking, our experience, we are analyzing experiences from the experiencer's point of view, not from a third party point of view. That world, but they also agree to that, the objects of the dream vanish when the dreamer goes, but they refuse to accept the world of objects of the waker goes when the man goes, when he goes to sleep. But Advaita says that there is no difference between the objects of the world of dream and the world of waking. Both will become null and void in that state when it comes to Sushupti because the, the, the objects of the world of the dream, where did it exist? In the mind of the dreamer. Where did he sense it? In the mind and the, in the, in the Andhakarana. So when the Andhakarana and the Manaha, when the mind and the Andhakarana is nullified in the dream, the objects of the dream has gone. Is it not the same the case with the waking? The waking is experience of the world outside, is sensed by the sense organs, and the individual, which is the internal organs of the individual, is Andhakarana, is Mano, Bhuti, Angara, Chitta. That is the one which is recording the existence of that. Third, it is projected that I am the subject, the world of objects is separate from me, is also a creation of the mind and the intellect saying that the adjectives on the one aspect makes the subject, the adjectives on the other aspect we call it as object. So subject and object are based on, dependent upon the adjectives which we are adding on the separate aspects of which one we call one as subject, the other one as object. But where does these adjectives sensed and measured? It is measured and sensed and measured by the Andhakarna only, using the sense organs. So when the sense organs and the Mano Hankara of the waking, sense organs and the Mano Hankara of the dream, all that, all of them, when they are nullified or Eki Bhutaha, Upasamharaha, when they are merged into a unity, that state of oneness is what is called the Sushupti. So we should understand that Sushupti is being explained in the form of non-duality. There is nothing other than the, the sleep not even the sleeper is there. The sleeper is only when the waker comes up and says that I had a good sleep. The next um, uh, next two, three months, locus it will come. So, wake, it is the waker which gives the subjective experiencer of the deep sleeper. In the deep sleep, by the one who is in the deep sleep, who comes back from the deep sleep and says that, I knew nothing, I had a good sleep. From that point of view, it is a remembrance in the waking. But in the deep sleep, we cannot use any of the instrument. 
neither the mind nor the intellect nor the ego nor the memory nor the sense organs nor the body nothing we do not know whether we existed or not whether we can call ourselves as we or i or male or female human animal none of the definitions as adjectives which are there in the waking and the dream are not applicable there so when the all now that makes it very clear that it is in the mind intellect complex all these impre, all these adjectives have validity and when that mind upasamharha or when it dissolves that state is what is called the sushupti the mind itself is not there to say that i am the one who is sleeping he doesn't know whether he is a male or a female whether he is sleeping on daytime or sleeping in the night whether whether he is sleeping in a flight which is going at 800 miles per hour or whether he is sleeping in a stationary cot in his house nothing is known he doesn't even identify with his physical body that means the physical body itself has no existence in the deep sleep but when it wake up prabodhasamaye swatmanamevadvayam there are two ways of looking at it when you wake up the world comes with you when you wake up with the knowledge of from the knowledge point of view you know that the world is in the mind this aspect of is what is being given by the tasmai shri guru murti namaidam shri dakshinamurti that one teacher who teaches this aspects make us analyze it meditate upon think about it and apply it to our every experience of it we will be prabodha means that enlightened state of reality of our experiences not deluded by our sense organs or the mind will be the clarity which will be shining within each one of us to now there a question now, there uh, yes uh, shankara does not mention <coughs> excuse me samadhi but uh, what is kar samadhi where uh, similar thing happens the mind withdraws and then nothing is experienced is there what is the difference between uh, samadhi is in waking state sushupti is in uh deep sleep so what is the difference there See, the difference is in the two both of these is one is natural one is forced upon hmm in the case of deep sleep it happens naturally for everyone whether you want it or not you don't know when it happens esha devasya subhava that is the nature of the sobhava of the atman or the light of knowledge when should when it wants to shine through the mind to subtle or when it want to shine through the gross with the gross or when he wants to fold up everything it is his sobhava okay it that is his natural way of doing it but if in the waking yogis have found out the method of chitta vritti nirodha 
and followed by Ekachitri existing that from the multiple thoughts to Sailadharavat in one like the oil flowing through the nozzle, single single thought in that you concentrate upon that and observe then you have to dissociate with yourself with the thought and when that thought stops you can be in a state of nirvikalpa samadhi nirvikalpa samadhi means vikalpa rahita nirvikalpa means vikalpa rahita what is vikalpa thoughts all the projections of the mind stops now this is a forced controlling of the mind but there also what happens is that the state is similar as for Shankara to Sushupti because the mind is folded there. The difference is that that is done by volition and you can come out of it volitionally. Whereas in the case of deep sleep, you have no control as to when we will slip into deep sleep or when will we wake up. There are people who are saying that, you know, I thought I should wake up at 4 o'clock and I woke up at 4 o'clock. But they don't, make, they don't uh, dare to say that. Where did they think to wake up at 4 o'clock? It was in his waking. Where did he know that he has woken up at 4 o'clock? That also he is in waking at 4 o'clock. But in the deep sleep, did he think that I have to get up at 4 o'clock? He can't think. So all those things which we are talking about is from the relevance of the waking only. But he had no access to stop or begin his sleep in the deep sleep. That is a natural thing of the Sabhava, of the, the Chaitanya. So the Sushupti and Nirvikalpa Samadhi experience is the same. But in the Nirvikalpa Samadhi, you cannot stay there for long. You can go and you have to come out. But what happens is that in both the Nirvikalpa Samadhi and Sushupti, there is no knowledge which is arising. Knowledge of the reality will happen only in waking. Because that for that you need intellect. Your intellect with with the control of the intellect, the functioning of the intellect is fully possible only in the waking. Therefore, jnanam has to happen only in waking. Because we analyze all our experience of the dream, deep sleep, nirvikalpa samadhi, and etc. Everything from the waker's point of view. The individuality, the ego is also of the waker's problem. So, the fire has to be put out where the problem is there. Also, therefore, the only in the waking, we will be able to find a solution for it. And that solution only will be a permanent solution because the problem is in waking. Mm-hmm. Dream was never a problem for anyone. Nor deep sleep is a problem for anyone. But waking, we do not know what we are, how are our experiences. All these questions happen only in the waking. Yes. Samadhi doesn't give an answer for these problems. It will be a state where you will be peaceful in your mind, 
but that doesn't generate the knowledge for the solutions of the waking. Just a escape for a temporary time. Yeah, it is a temporary escape from the problems, that's all. That is why they say that Vithanam, those who are the greatest meditators, when they wake up or when they are disturbed from the uh, meditating mood, they become angry. They become very perturbed or disturbed by that, you know, the disturbances which are happening. If, uh, if you really have the knowledge, nothing should disturb you. Sandatmana, Prashanda Matmanaha is the, what the state is, what Jnana is going to take you to. The most mm. undisturbed person, Siddha Pratnitya Kavasha, if you read that slokas, you will know what type of a person is someone who is known, known Brahma, Brahma with Brahmaiva Bhavati. But that doesn't happen in the case of Samadhi. But as a practice, yes, I'm not denying that Samadhi doesn't have its own benefits. It will help the mind to know the quietness of the mind. So the observation of the mind is possible one who practices meditation. But that is not mandatory that you, you need to practice meditation to know your mind. You can know your mind even intellectually. And to uh, dissociate has to happen only intellectually. By, medita by meditating, you cannot dissociate. You will, not, you will only know the state of absence of the mind, not the dissociation with the, from the mind. That is the difference between the Samadhi and the Sushupti. Hmm. One more question there. So when we are trying to do Ekagrata, hmm. how do these subtle objects called thoughts, memories, uh, present themselves without they are all called they are all called vikalpas or the perturbances of the thoughts of the mind we have no control on that unless we know the reality of them they it is just like that seeing of a you know imaginary thing on uh, another thing so superimposition we, we can be removed only when you know the substratum of it whether it's a post or a ghost or a rope or a you know, mirage or anything for that matter. Knowledge only can subside that projections. Same way, these thoughts which are coming in our mind are coming because we are not knowing the reality of who we are. Once we know our real nature, just by knowing that we are not the body, the manobhutyahangara chittani naham, that chanting of that mantra will not give you the immediate experience of who you are. That will come only of practice in the sense that Sravanat, Mananat, Nididhyasanat, Eva. This is that, uh, what uh, Yatnivakya tells uh, Maitreyi. Are Atmavaya, Shodavya, Mantavya, Nididhya, Shitavya is what the, what the husband tells the wife. You will know only Atma only by Shravanena, by hearing about it. Then Srotavya, Mantavya, Niditya, Siddhavya. You have to watch on the, what you have heard. You have to do the introspection of it, analyze it, and inquire into it, and make it as a conviction that yes, what your analytical, intellectual analytical has given rise to a knowledge that 
what I saw was not a, uh, what I'm experiencing is not what I am. The experiencing of me as an individuality is not my reality. If he had it been my reality, that Atma, which is not the ego, the essence of the Atma, which is Ekaha in nature, which is there in the waker, there is there in the dreamer, there is in the deep sleeper, and you know that you had the three experiences. Therefore, you are separate from it. This analysis will make you who you are, and when that conviction takes place that I am not the one who is the one dreaming deep sleep and the dreamer and the deep sleep, I am the witness of that. When it happens, when you know that, your identification with the individuality goes, then whatever thoughts and everything will come, will you will be able to see it as happening outside you. You will not be part of the thought. You will not be conditioned by the thoughts. Sukhamba, Dukhamba, Sidoshna, Sukhadukya, Samikrutva, Labha, Labha, Jaya, Jaya. All those things, what does it say? You will be equanimous. Whether the happiness comes or sorrow comes or the heat comes or the cold comes, all duality you will be able to observe apart from you, not as a part of your experience. This, when it happens, then you are no more conditioned by the thoughts and everything. Even though when the thought comes, that you will be in a position to see the thoughts separate from you. That is what it says. The mirage will continue to appear, but the thirst for the water will not happen because you know the reality of the mirage. But there is no water with So that is no more enticing you. Whereas for an animal, it will look appear as water. It will run towards it unendingly until it falls dead. That doesn't happen to the one who has Nididhyasana and knowledge about the reality. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now there are another seven, I think, uh, ten more slokas. We will take it in the next class. Here it is saying that Sachitananda Ruva. So we have explained the Jagrat Sopna Sushukti, which is very very much a necessity to know the Atma Surupa. What is the Atma Surupa? Sachidananda Surupa. So Prakashata, all those things are coming up in the next few slokas, Vartikas. We will analyze them in the next coming classes. In the... Any other questions by others? We are not able to hear you. We have to come to the mic. No, Hello? still very feeble. Either you will have to remove your gadget, which is the microphone or headphone, and directly speak to the laptop or a mobile. Very feeble. Hello. Hello. Ah, tell me. Ah, tell me. Ah, Vidhuji, then uh, uh, vikalpas will be reduced. You know, it will uh, when uh, 
we are we uh, we will not identified with that i then vikalpas will be reduced that thoughts may be reduced what happens what happens is that vikalpa all the uh, thoughts get their energy when we associate with it that is why nanu shochanti pandita in the bhagavad gita said no the sorrow is an event the event of a bad event happening to us is an event by it but we make it sorrowful the fullness for the sorrow gives because we think about it again and again we revel in that sorrow so that anushodanam happens thinking that i ha- i have this sadness in me so you start thinking that sorrow is mine but when happens is that when you are able to see the ob- the even bad event which has happened as an event which was unavoidable it has happened now we have to move on in life and when you look at it as an event which has happened unaffected by that it, it you the moment when it happened you would have affected because that is the nature of the mind and the sense organs but you won't revel in it or you won't continue to revel in it in that case what happens is that the vikalpa what you said is that after thoughts of an event doesn't really linger you anymore you are disassociating with the association of that sadness or the event yes okay thank you thank you okay so let us stop here ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದೂರ್ನಮುದ್ಯತೆಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಧನ್ಯವಾದ ನಮಸ್ಕಾರ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಆಲ್